Hello, I'm Mariette Sneijman. Welcome to Calm, Clear and Helpful, a weekly podcast series on taking good care of yourself and others. Today's topic is How to Attract Spiritual Abundance. My guest is Belinda Brasnell, Angel Whisperer, Animal Communicator, Author and Regression Therapist from Funnabale Park. Welcome, Belinda. I'm so happy to have you back on the show. Thank you very much. I always love talking to you. To our listeners, after our conversation, Belinda will give us three encouraging tips for when we are feeling low. And then it will be fun question time. Belinda, you live an unusual life. Please tell us what you do for a living. Well, I'm one of those people who love my job. I love it so much because it always helps me to feel good. Not that it makes me feel good in an ego sense. It charges me. It charges my energy because I speak to people's loved ones and I speak to angels and I deliver their messages. So when you do that and when you connect to them, it's such a positive energy that I'm always uplifted. And Belinda, today we're talking about abundance. That is a term that comes up a lot. And it usually refers to having enough or more than enough of, of something. Now, are there different forms of abundance? Yeah, you know, the abundance theme um, very much part of a hype. And, you know, there's all these suggestions as to how to create physical abundance, worldly abundance. And the angels sometimes sigh, <laughs> roll their eyes at that, because, you know, it's about so much more than that. So there is the worldly abundance, you know, like, like love and, and time and health and money. Of course, everybody wants money. It's, it's not that it's not available to us. The whole word actually means abundant, to be abundant in something. So if you think of abundant, it's to be whole, to be expansive. And what the angels have taught me is that abundance means it is abundant in life. It is available. Time is always available. Love is available. Financial flow is available. So I want to talk more about the other kind of abundance that is spiritual abundance because it is the source of all the other abundances. Oh, I've never thought about it that way. Let's talk about abundance and lack. Are our experiences of abundance or lack due to external circumstances or should we see this whole matter differently? Well, external circumstances definitely plays a role because it has an effect on our emotions and our mental thoughts, what we think and what we believe for ourselves. So lack definitely happens when something happens in your life where you start getting desperate or you start believing that you're not going to have enough, that you'll never have love again or that you'll never be healthy again or that you won't have enough money. So 
it's definitely a belief system and all kinds of lack can be changed by changing the belief system, which of course isn't easy when you're in that space where you've heard that you lost your job or where you've been diagnosed with cancer. So it all comes back to what we decide to create for ourselves inside. And is this where spiritual abundance comes in? Absolutely. So what I truly believe is as above, so below, as within, so without. So as above, so below means what we have in the heavens, what we have on a spiritual level and in the spiritual dimensions, we can also have on the earthly dimension. We are abundant creatures because our souls are pure love and we can have that love and everything that brings abundance to us on earth as well. And that's where it comes to the as within, so without. You can't change anything in your reality, but you can change what you believe for yourself, and that's on the inside. So the more you focus on the different aspects of yourself, how you live your life, how you create your life on the inside, is what you attract on the outside. And that basically works by realizing that we are also spiritual creatures. So within this physical body, there's a soul. And this soul radiates soul energy, a life energy that we call your aura. It's also your magnetic field because we have a certain frequency. But it depends on which frequency you operate. So you can heighten your frequency by living a positive, creative life, doing things for yourself, self-love, practicing self-love, self-compassion, and really treating yourself to things, to enjoy life. But if we don't charge that energy field and we live on a frequency of lack and believing in suffering and not trusting the world or trusting spirit or life, you bring your frequency down and that affects your magnetic field or your aura. So when you change your mind and your belief systems and you start charging that auric field or aura, which is also your magnetic field, with positive vibrations, you start radiating that. And what you radiate is what you attract. So not only will people that come into contact with you feel that positive energy, it means that you'll also, like a magnet, attract like-minded people like-minded opportunities, which will take you to an even higher vibration where you can even allow more abundance because you're expanding as a spiritual being. You describe it so lucidly. Thank you. I was wondering if you could give us examples of your personal experience of spiritual abundance. For me, I always joke and I say to people, I was born sad. <laughs> because I was depressed. Since I can remember, I was a very emotional, depressed child. And I've been struggling with depression most of my life. And it doesn't mean it's completely gone. I still experience it sometimes because we do go through the ups and downs and through the different flows that we experience in life. So I feel that for the first 40 years of my life, my frequency wasn't as high as it could have been. 
And I definitely experienced lack. I always felt ugly. I always felt unhappy. I was always looking for happiness outside of me, expecting it to come from somebody else or from some opportunity or something that should come into my life. And, you know, even though I tried making things possible in my life, there was this undertone of suffering. And what happened in my life was the only thing I can say is seven years of dark night of the soul where I had to realize that all these belief systems aren't serving me. It's actually what's keeping away the joy and the happiness and the peace, which to me is spiritual abundance. Because the angels always say, if you don't know what to pray for, just pray for for peace and joy. Because peace and joy incorporates enough money, health, love, time, everything you can want. So we can simplify it. So I realized that if I take responsibility for my own inside, what I radiate, what I believe for myself, and start living a creative, pure life to live as a soul on earth, the more I allowed my energy and my frequency to expand and to go to a higher level, and to me, that spiritual abundance is peace and joy. No matter what happens in your life, because life will happen. Shit will happen. But how you handle it is what either gives you joy or takes away the joy. And it doesn't mean that it's wrong to be on a low. It means that we need to see when we need to find the balance. And thus, that spiritual abundance that I'm feeling is that joy of being alive where I actually never wanted to be alive. I have constantly thought of committing suicide since I was 20 years old. I actually tried at the age of 21. So the thing is, I had to come to the point where I had to say to myself, I want to be alive. And I want to allow myself to feel the joy, to experience life, the ups and downs, and relish in it, and grow and expand. And to me, that is spiritual abundance, that freedom to not be stuck in reality and do I have enough. Thank you. Now, if someone is listening and they don't know what the auric field or the aura is to which you referred as the magnetic field. Could you explain a little more? Well, basically, there's so many definitions for it. And, um, you know, the New Age movement can complicate things a lot. <laughs> the angels always say to me, just simplify it. You know, everybody wants to sound very important and very wise, but... Um, we often make it much more difficult than what it really is. So it's basically just that soul energy that's radiated from you beyond the body. And you can bring in more soul energy by living at a higher frequency and thus also make the auric field and that magnetic field stronger. I actually did a a meditation this morning after yoga to strengthen the auric magnetic field for people 
where you just visualize that energy coming from the bottom of your feet through your body, that soul energy, that love and compassion, and then see it coming out of your crown and like rain just rains all over you and around you and in your surroundings and then flowing back into your feet and up again. So it's like generating this magnetic field. If you go and search for a picture of what a magnetic field looks like, it will make sense. And then see yourself in the center of that magnetic field. And a magnetic field in physics is just as strong as the magnets that create it. And in this sense, you are the magnets. So as you allow that flow, the stronger you allow that flow, the stronger you are and the stronger your magnetic field becomes and the stronger it radiates out into the world to help you create that which you want to attract what you are already creating inside yourself. Belinda, you've explained how when we support our aura, it leads to more spiritual abundance, not so. Yes, absolutely. So like I've explained is that is where you take responsibility for yourself. So the more you support your aura by healthy habits, the more you attract what you need, the stronger your aura becomes to support you. Can we go back to those healthy habits? I wondered if you could perhaps tell us how we can support our aura on the physical, emotional, mental and spiritual levels. Okay, now remember, when you start taking responsibility, it's not easy. It's much easier to live an unawakened life where you blame something outside of yourself. So when you decide that you are going to take responsibility for your own happiness and the abundance you attract to yourself, it needs to be a deep commitment to you, not to the world. You need to decide that you're going to do this just for you and be the example of it to others. So it's really an act of self-love. And that act of self-love starts at the physical because the body is like ground zero. It's where the foundation is. If we don't have a body that can support the soul in what the soul wants to experience, we can't have a fulfilled, energetic, positive, creative life. So where can we take responsibility for the physical is, of course, firstly, self-love. How do you treat the body? The angels always say to me, would you feed a child what you feed yourself? <laughs> a child that you love, of course. <laughs> a child that you love very much. So the thing is as well, would you tell a child the things that you tell yourself? Just imagine yourself looking at the mirror and hating what you see. Immediately, the mind thinks it and the body believes it. So, of course, that also comes into the mental. But coming back to the physical is what do you put into the body? How do you serve the body? What do you eat? And it's all about balance. I'm not saying go onto a raw diet and that's all that you can eat. It's start interacting with the body. 
listening what it needs and listening to what it doesn't like, which doesn't serve it or serve your energy levels or whatever. So start being aware of what the body is showing to you. Remember your body is your tool for living this life in happiness and peace. So you would want that body to function. And we can't put things into our body that's not in harmony with soul energy. So we need to be very aware of what kind of energy we feed the body. Remember, food also has a vibration. So fresh food has the highest vibration. And then it's cooked vegetables and things like that. But things like meat and things that are dead doesn't have a high vibration. It actually has a very low vibration or none at all. And because most of our meats, the animals are put through suffering. So it is definitely on a very low vibration and not in harmony with our soul energy because our souls have compassion for every living being. So that's something you have to decide for yourself. Where are you willing to take this? How far are you willing to take this? And again, it's about the responsibility. And we can use the excuses to say, but God put us in charge of animals and everything that you want to tell yourself. Or you can say to yourself, do I love life? Do I love living beings? Do I want to support them the way I want them to support me and life to support me? So that's up to you. You choose where you start and you choose how far you take it. But always remember that the outcome depends on you. And the higher we bring our bodily vibration, the more soul energy we can house inside of the physical body. And thus also when eventually we pass over, we go to the highest possible vibration on the other side. So that's the physical level is what do you feed yourself? What do you say to yourself? And how do you, how nice are you to yourself? We can be really disgusting to ourselves. So I think just start being aware of that. And then often we think, why do other people treat me so badly? It's usually because you treat yourself bad. Remember, you are the example. And only if you love yourself and radiate that energy into the world, can other people know how to love you and support you? So that's also one of the things that you radiate out and attract back is love. And it's something you have to take responsibility for. You can't say, why don't I meet somebody or why don't I have friends? It's what you believe for you and what you radiate so that you can allow that love and support into your space. On an emotional level, we can also mistreat ourselves very badly. The angels always say to me, we need to allow ourselves to be sad. There's really a space in our lives to be sad, to feel, to be aware that we are alive, that we are going through a difficult time. And it's part of the self-love, allowing yourself the space to cry, the angels actually say that we need to wail. Imagine that. Mm. When was the last time we've ever wailed or felt that we could? 
go outside and scream crying. I've done it when Odin passed away, my wolf. I really, I sat in the, my garden with the other wolves and I cried so hard and out loud, I didn't care. Because if that energy gets stuck, it hurts us. It festers. Because we always feel that we have to keep the pose, you know, and be what the world expects us to be. But I almost said the F word. <laughs> so, you know, let that go, <laughs> to say it in a nice way. But we need to allow ourselves to also be the example of caring for our emotions. If you don't radiate that into the world, that it's okay to be hurt or to feel alone and unsupported, then we can't teach that to our children. We can't be the example of that. And emotional health is so important in our world that people may know it's okay to say, I'm not okay. So that's the second one. And when you have that emotional calm, because you've dealt with your emotions and you allow them to flow, then that becomes your strength as well. And then on a mental level, it's all about the thoughts. What do we keep our mind busy with? Are we always moaning and complaining about the state of the country or the war or money issues or what everything costs? So it's also about taking responsibility because what you need to realize is that complaining is something that you do to yourself. You are taking away your joy by spending time being miserable and that you actually want to feel unsupported and hurt and that you cannot trust anybody or anything. You create that world. Whereas if you start changing your mind, and Archangel Michael is very busy helping us with that, because we've received very intelligent minds in this lifetime and where the earth is now, We've got this mind capacity that's just amazing to believe new things. But do we use it? So Michael wants to help us to shift the focus from every time you start complaining to believing something better for yourself and to say, no, I'm not going to do it this way anymore. It's not bringing me peace or happiness. I'm going to start focusing on joy. And that's where gratitude comes in. When we start feeling gratitude for what is, for what we do have in our lives and in our circumstances, that is the foundation to become stronger mentally. And that is also where exercise comes in very handy. And the exercise I do, like yoga, that also incorporates meditation, helps me on physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual level. But on physical level, we can really push ourselves a bit further. We can strengthen the body and help it to be more capable. And that's where the mental works with the physical. Because when you do exercise or anything where you have to push yourself just a little bit, not in the sense of pushing yourself too far because then you're out of balance again, but where you train your mind to overcome that feeling of, I can't. 
and just say to yourself, just a little bit more. In yoga, we believe that you need to feel the discomfort, but not feel pain. But every time, push the discomfort just a little bit more. And then you'll see that the mind focuses more strongly, the mind becomes quiet, and the body becomes more empowered. And thus, the mind becomes more empowered. So on a mental level, take responsibility and ask the angel to show you where you go into the negative, where do you go into old patterns. Realize when you're feeling bitter or angry at the world or anything that makes you feel disempowered. And ask yourself, how can you empower yourself within your space and your world and slowly, choice by choice, start changing those habits? Because the greatest freedom is that we do have a choice. And that's how we can support ourselves on a mental level. And then on a spiritual level, to become strong on a spiritual level is really to acknowledge what you believe. And it doesn't have to be a religion at all. It can incorporate a religion that serves you right now. But we need to look at the deeper connection. How do you connect to that which you believe in? And the angels have been telling a lot of my clients lately, especially those who have evolved beyond a specific religion, is that that which we believe in is so huge, so beyond understanding that we struggle to connect to it, that we struggle to explain to ourselves or define it. So the thing is, we don't have to be able to explain it to somebody else, but we do have to be able to be define it to our own minds so that we can believe in something. So we almost need to simplify it so that we know how we can connect to it. How can we interact with it? It's not a one-sided prayer, but we, it's a communication where I take responsibility to ask, to ask for guidance and support, and then also allow myself to experience that I'm, I am being shown and guided, whether it's by signs and symbols or other things people say, or just things that feel right and make sense to me. And then act accordingly. And the more you allow that spiritual side to support you, you will see how much stronger you become mentally, emotionally, and physically. And in the end, those four are the simple basics of your aura and your, your magnetic field as well. Because when those four are in harmony, your magnetic field is strong. And when the four support each other, like, for instance, the emotional can also support the physical. Because when we cry and let it out, it doesn't have to become stuck or festered in our bodies, the emotions. And we can be healthy and strong. And everything else interconnects and supports each other. And the physical also supports the spiritual because we house the soul from which the soul wants to experience. And 
just go and explore the different ways that the different levels support you. And remember, we don't come into balance and stay there. Choose it every day, to be conscious every day, to be aware of what feels out of balance today and ask for support. If you don't know how to bring it into balance, ask for that support to be shown or that the right people will cross your path that will be able to help you and guide you. But it's always up to us. Thank you, Belinda, for explaining how it all fits together. I think it's the first time I really understand that. Now, you've mentioned yoga and one or two other things, but what do you do on a regular basis to support your aura? My yoga is very important to me because it helps me to feel better. <laughs> I also go walking. Um, so I do yoga Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays and Saturdays because I'm the teacher. And then I go for six-kilometer walks on Thursdays and Tuesdays. And I know that if I just give my body that relaxation that comes from the exercise, that I feel different mentally, I'm more calm, my emotions are more stable, I eat less, definitely, <laughs> and I'm more open to connect to spirit. So... That is very important to me. You can do anything that makes sense to you, even if it's just a walk, if you're lucky to live close to the ocean or in beautiful nature, just go and do that. Another thing that's very important to me is to not spend too much time on my phone or my computer. And that when I am present with my animals, to be really present, to not be on my phone while my animals are with me. So remember, nature is everything that we need. Nature is all that abundance. Nature supplies to us calm through interaction with animals. It, it supplies to us mental and emotional release. And also by watching a sunset or just being with the trees or breathing the air, or walking barefoot on the grass. Those are things that I do to support myself and very importantly, watching what I eat and how I talk to myself. So is it correct to say that a stronger auric field will lead to more abundance on all levels? Yes, definitely. But what I want to say there is don't make it a mission again. Mm. <laughs> we tend to even make the spiritual stuff a mission and then we sort of lose the point. So it's not about having this wow auric field and go for uh, aura photographs and being able to say, wow, look at my aura. That's not what it's about. It changes every day, every moment, of every emotion. So it's not something that we can accomplish, but it's something that we have that empowers us. It is knowing that it is, is within your capability and it is a choice. My next question was, which role intention plays in all of this? And I think you've just talked about it because, as you say, it's not making a mission out of it, but it is knowing that there are these possibilities and then working towards the possibilities. 
Or how would you put that? Yes. But there's a different aspect to intention as well. Because intention is very powerful. And I've also learned to look at not necessarily my actions, but what is the intentions before the actions. A simple way to describe it is, you know, when you give money to a beggar, what is your intentions before you do it? Do you do it to feel better about yourself? that you can drive away without feeling guilty? Or are you really doing it to serve? Because, you know, that person can just as well take the money and go and buy drugs or alcohol and then beat his family, <laughs> you know, or just flip. So we don't know. So the, the thing is, what is your intention to share love and joy? And what intentions do you have to serve yourself and find balance within yourself? And where intention is very important is that we have the intention or decide on an intention to help us uplift our frequency. And I think there again, it's about not making it a mission, but to realize that you know, you can use positive intent towards yourself to create a fulfilling life that also influences many other lives around you. That's so beautifully put. Belinda, where can people find more information about your work? They can go to my website, which is just belindabrasnell.co.za. I'm also on Facebook as Belinda Brasnell, and I've got a group that is Walking with Angels that's very popular. I also have WhatsApp groups where I post daily inspirations that I receive from the angels for my own life, which I share. So if you're not on Facebook or don't want to go and check it every day, you can uh, subscribe to my WhatsApp, which is on 082. 998938 or also on Telegram. Could you just repeat that, please, if someone wants to write it down? Yes. Send me a message on WhatsApp or Telegram at 082-929-8938. Thank you. And I'll attach the link to your website to this podcast. And then I'll also include links to our two other podcasts, one was on how to accept yourself and live authentically and one on how to make peace with the concept of death and how to look at our fear of death in a different way. And now the exciting thing is that you have some retreats coming up and a spiritual overseas journey. Could you tell us more about that? Yes. So because I've gone through these years of I want to say stripping away all belief systems and coming back to my naked soul, like I called my third book, um, which is all about returning to joy and how to allow it. I also love to teach that to other people, healthy habits. So at our retreats, uh, we focus on that, 
how can you serve yourself on a physical level, mental, emotional, and spiritual? And we go in quite deeply into letting go of old emotions, focusing on what you need to invite for yourself and what is not serving you anymore. And when you do that other weekend away from home, where you can just rest and be with yourself, you go into it so deeply that you actually create a shift in that moment. So to me, the retreats, I'm very passionate about it because it feels to me that it changes lives. I know that after every retreat, I felt a shift in myself as well. And so my spiritual journey, the first one now would be to Ireland. I'm going to plan one to Scotland for next year. I mean for 2024. The one for next year is to Ireland. And it's for a small group. And we're going to meditate in stone circles. We're going to visit abbeys and old castles. It's almost like a past life journey. We need to connect more to nature and go back to nature. And this is also serving the physical, is to reconnect to nature, to allow it to support us. And so the angels guided me to return to Ireland to reconnect to some of my first lifetimes who have really lived from the land and where I really lived in harmony with nature and to reconnect to that. So I think it's going to be truly magical. And I'll be there with you all the way, giving you guidance from the angels and supporting you in your own experiences. So I think it's just going to be super amazing. I'm very excited. Yeah, as one who's been privileged to attend one of your retreats, I must say that they are life-changing, Belinda. And if anyone is interested you. in your upcoming retreats or in your overseas journeys, where can they get more information about that? They can send me a WhatsApp on that number as well, or they can send me an email at angelmessages at telcomsa.net. My upcoming retreat is in the Western Cape, beautiful town of Pringle Bay. We're going to be right on the ocean. So we do all our meditations and some light yoga while looking out over the ocean. The rooms have ocean view. It's just super beautiful. And we'll eat very nice, healthy food. There's a lovely lady in Pringle Bay. She just creates these beautiful vegetarian and vegan dishes. So people love it. Even people that have never tasted vegan food before have <laughs> found it amazing. So and that's why I love to introduce it to people so that they can see that, you know, you can still have a happy experience from your food and your diet without it having to contain meat or dairy or eat. I think it's now time for you to give us your three encouraging tips for when we are feeling low. My first tip is not going to be what you expect. My first tip is to allow yourself to feel it. 
When you are low, do it well. I always tell myself, when I'm sick, I'm going to do it well. (laughs) Because your body is showing you to rest. When you're feeling sad, do it well. The angels even explained to me the other day that when we are sad, it's a way to disconnect from the world a bit. It's where we go into safety, where we actually retreat from the world a bit and where we open up more to nature and support, where we allow ourselves to connect more. So every every state of feeling low is also important. So that's my first tip. Just do it. It's not wrong. It's also empowering to do it for yourself, and it's in line with self-love. But when it's taking too long, it's again about that intention. So my second tip is when you feel that you've been low and in that darkness for a long time and you don't know how to get out of it, set the intent. Start asking. Asking spirit and God and whoever you believe in, asking to help you, to guide you, to find balance and to show you the way. And then look at opportunities or ideas or people showing up that will help you out of that black hole and to just start uplifting you. Remember, it's all about the frequency. And because the angels and our loved ones have a high frequency, they are in the heavenly dimensions where the frequency is really high. So remember, when you are sad, depressed, or really feeling low, Only you can get yourself out of it. You need to choose it first. That is up to you. When you choose it and you set that intention, then the universe can respond. Then God can send his angels to help you and support you in very unexpected ways. And then my third tip is do something uplifting. When I am low, I often retreat, you know, a lot, (laughs) and I distance myself from the world. But then it's especially important to actually reach out and ask a friend to go in for a coffee or to tell somebody how you feel. Or I love to watch something that makes me laugh. Um, I actually watched Guardians of the Galaxy the other evening (laughs) because they make me laugh so much. (laughs) So it's just get that that energy up again, get yourself into that vibration again where you can connect to the higher realms again. And like I say, that is up to us. But spending time in nature, having a laugh, spending time with friends, or just getting out. Sometimes it's just about getting out of the house. On Sunday, I said to my husband, I just need to get out of the house. I've been ill for most of two months now, and I feel really down. And we actually just drove out to Paris because we're not in the Cape, so we can't drive to a mountain mm. ocean. So we just sort of got lost in the free states. And it was amazing <laughs> because we didn't have to be anywhere. We didn't have to find anything. We didn't actually have to do anything. It was just that drive, just getting out in nature. And I unexpectedly saw baboons and little monkeys and 
Yeah, just these little amazing things which shows you the gratitude. And then you start building on that again. So that's my three tips. Thank you, Belinda. And now can I ask you your fun question? Yes. Now we're going to an ideal world, but it has its roots in reality. Because I was thinking about your spiritual journey that's coming up. And I'd like to ask, if you could live in Ireland, what would you enjoy most, do you think? Oh, <laughs> you make me excited. I love nature. I love the wildness of it. And Ireland has this fairy folklore. And I don't see fairies as, as little beings with wings and things like that. But I love the, the mystical and the mysterious and I love the standing stones. And even now, when I think about that journey, I visualize myself with these people that I don't know who they're going to be yet, but I just see us in a circle inside these standing stones. And this morning, during our meditation after yoga, I actually, as we were building the auric field, I started feeling my energy going out and into the ground and into the stones. And it was like the stones were radiating energy up into the universe. And it was so amazing. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I think just those experiences to be in a different space, a different aspect of nature than what, what we know here, and to really connect to things that I have known in past lives. That makes me really excited. Thank you, Belinda. And thank you for clarifying the concept of spiritual abundance. I think I now really understand how those four elements connect that you have explained so well. Thank you. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, it was good of you to join us. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you care about. I'd really appreciate it if you'd rate Calm, Clear and Helpful where you download your podcasts. If you'd like a more fulfilling relationship with your beloved, if you wish parenting could be easier, or if you're interested in improving your emotional well-being, you're welcome to visit my website, marietsneeman.co.za, for free articles and podcast episodes. Calm, Clear and Helpful is compiled, hosted and edited by me, and the music is by Mark Marie Sneeman. Catch you next Tuesday at 9.